Like affiliate, like big club, the San Diego Goals are on their own losing streak. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, welcome to Locked on Gulls. Yeah, it's Goals Thursday, folks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, covering minor league hockey for a long time. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Um, I'm going to put this out there right now. By the time you see this, it'll be late Thursday night. I'm recording this on Thursday early afternoon. But I have somewhere to be later today, so won't have time to really edit and stuff. But, you know, it'll be up for Goals Thursday, and no Friday show, um, mainly because I won't be watching the Ducks game live. I'll watch it on Friday, but there will be no show on Friday. Also, my voice will probably be done by then, just putting not that out there right now. So, the Goals, uh, well, actually, I haven't talked about the Goals in a couple weeks, Last week was Thanksgiving on Thursday, so there was a little different episode last Thursday. Since I've talked about the goals, it's gone from bad to worse. San Diego doing their best imitation of their parent club, the Anaheim Ducks. So, you know, like affiliate, like team, I guess. San Diego right now is on a four-game losing streak. Ah. <sighs> I'm just going to say it. The San Diego Goals right now have the worst record in the American Hockey League. They're 32 out of 32. Just like the Anaheim Ducks, who are also 32 out of 32. The Ducks finished their season the same time as the Ducks. 14th, 15th last games for the Goals, and I believe it's the same for the Anaheim Ducks. So as soon as April 15th rolls around, unless a miracle happens, my coverage is done. Yeah. Sucks, doesn't it? But let's talk about the last four games, as it were, dating back to last Wednesday. Just to go over that one really quickly, at Pechanga Arena, this was the day before Thanksgiving. Tucson pretty much had their way with San Diego and did not look back. Uh, an easy 3-1 to victory for the Tucson Roadrunners. Ben McCartney and Yanni Neek scored early. San Diego just could not get anything going on the first 47 minutes of the game. In fact, for a lot of that game, there was hardly any movement. Hardly any good quality shots for the San Diego goals. I mean, first period, it was what? Just a bunch of outside perimeter shots and that was it. They only had, I think, one up-close shot and, like, two in the, you know, the home plate area, and that was it. Second period starting to get a little bit, you know, down there, which is fine. But I got to give a little bit of credit, not much, but a little bit of credit to Tucson's goaltender. Got to give it up for Ivan Prosvatov, who's done well recently, had a good game, well, a decent game against Ontario the other night in a loss. This one, he had a pretty good game in a win. Dostal, he was good. He led up only two goals. 
uh, the goals allowed an empty netter at the end. That was it. Just those two goals in the first when Tucson was all over the place. Tucson outshot them 21-18 in the first couple periods, but it was the quality of shots. The defense was just not there for the San Diego goals again. So that's what made it 3-1. Then we went into Saturday's game after Thanksgiving. This was Hockey Fights Cancer Night, and I'm going off on a limb here. San Diego does a fantastic job with all of their behind-the-scenes stuff. And they do a great job with their theme nights especially. I talked about 80s night over and over again. Hockey Fights Cancer Night, they do a terrific job. And I'll even shout out Annie O.D., who was at that game. And just everything that the goals have done for that, for her family, just truly, truly terrific. San Diego, you do a great job, and you knock this out of the park once again. First off, jerseys, jerseys were clean. They were absolutely clean, perfect jerseys. Nice use of the coloring. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I like that San Diego always puts everything into their theme nights. So just got to just got to give them a little bit of applause for that. I I like what the goals did. So bravo, bravo. As for the game itself, not much better. Hey, at least Hunter drew the Converted forward, scored on the power play. So, hey, the goals scored on the power play. They also allowed a shorthanded goal and allowed a power play goal. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? It should, because we had some familiar faces coming back. Well, some weirdness on the roster on this game. Uh, first off, we saw Andrew Podorowski back at Pachanga Arena playing for the Coachella Valley Firebirds and Brogan Rafferty as well. Um, Erho Vakanainen, he was assigned to San Diego on a conditioning loan, and Drew Hellison was out with an illness. You're going to hear this more in a little bit. So Drew Hellison was ill. So Lukash Dostal started again. And a little bit of mixing up lines again. You had Daniel Regan on the top line with Bo Gru and Rocco Grimaldi, which is fine. You had Hunter Drew and Glenn Gaudan with Kirkland on that second line. Everything else after that was just bloop, thrown together. Perot, third line. Oh, sure. Sure, all right. What about Tracy? Well, Tracy was out, and it turns out we know why. Um, Tracy was announced as being out. We later found out that he was also sick. So maybe a little bit of a sickness going around. I don't know. I mean, I had practically no voice last Wednesday. Otherwise, I would have gone to that goals game. I know it was hockey fights on Saturday. I still had a bit of a, you know, a thing in my throat. So maybe it was just something really bad going around at the time, I guess. I mean, I'm still, right now, still not 100%. But just the shifting of lines really didn't help the goals. Now, I did like the backhand forehand move by Hunter Drew in that first period. That was great. After that, Coachella Valley just pummeled and pummeled and pummeled the goals until they couldn't take any more. They just couldn't. The The Firebirds power play was, you know, decent for Coachella Valley. Actually, it was pretty good. There was a bit of good movement on that power play. But, man, Jacob Perot tried to do a spinorama, spinorama move on the power play, and he botched it. He botched the spinorama, and... 
that's how Joey Decord ended up with an outnumbered opportunity. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of like an odd man rush for Coachella Valley going the other way shorthanded. And bada boom, that's how it happened. Joy Decord picked it up and Ty Cartai passed it on to Max McCormick, who was pretty much wide freaking open. Dostal could not do anything to stop that. And I could tell Lukash was a little bit ticked off. Could you say that that was a little bit of unnecessary hot dogging for that particular play? Honestly, honest talk. Okay, folks, you're going to get honest Jason today. That spinorama was not necessary at the time. If you're going to do a spinorama move, do it to avoid someone on the defensive end. Do it to move the puck forward. Make that kind of move if you're going to do something with it. Don't do a spinorama if you're going into traffic, or don't do a spinorama if you have someone waiting right there. You know, do it with a purpose. And that's where I had a little bit of issue with Jacob Perot on that particular play. Actually, Jacob Perot's play a little bit in general, he's made some unnecessary passes recently. He's made some plays that he didn't need to make. And just a shame. Just a shame. It, it's little things like that, which is probably why Jacob Perot is not up with the Anaheim Ducks right now. I, I have to be honest with all the fans watching. I have to be honest with everyone listening. If you're wondering why Jacob Perot has not been called up, it is little things like that. It's little misplays that are probably going to keep him down in San Diego for the foreseeable future. There is still a couple little things that he needs to fine-tune a little bit. And those kind of plays on the man advantage are one of them. So that's how it ended up being 2-1 to one Firebirds at the time. Coachella Valley really just started pouring it on after that. Shots after two periods, 29-14. to 14. At the end of two periods, poor Dostal was trying his best to save everything. And this is another topic of conversation. You may have heard this on my crossover with Erica Ayala earlier this week when talking about the Seattle Kraken and talking about Shane Wright. Shane Wright still on his stint with Coachella Valley. Scored on the power play. Wicked shot. His fourth of the season in Coachella Valley. That made it 3-1. to one. And while San Diego was on the power play in the third period, they, they tried. They tried to do something with that power play. <sighs> and after a couple of hard, late hits, yeah, Lukas Dostal was pulled. So it was a 6-on-4 power play. And the puck just kind of like squirted loose and came back down. You know, of course that happens. Of course that would happen. So John Hayden got credited with the goal. And that was the final score. 4-1 to one last Saturday at Pachanga Arena. That was, that was a bad loss. I mean, the goals allowing a power play goal. Allowing not one, but two shorthanded goals. If you thought the Ducks special teams was bad... San Diego's is not much better, and Dostal really did try his best on this one, but to no avail. All right, 
we're going to head into the first intermission right now. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the NHL. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup this season? Who's going to win? I don't know. Who's going to win the Hart Trophy? That's up there as well. Will the Ducks make the playoffs? All of those lines are available on Bet Online. They also have the NFL, which is. Coming close to the wire. Yeah, we have five weeks left in football. There's also the NBA. There's also boxing, MMA, horse racing, etc. All of that can be found on betonline.net. So you can go there using either your mobile device or your laptop. Once again, BetOnline is where the game starts, and BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And that's under the umbrella of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And this is episode number 640, my God, of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. So for those of you that have been here for most of those shows, thanks for sticking around and hearing me talk about both the Ducks and the Gulls and hearing me rant about both. And this is going to turn into a rant a little bit because the goals right now are in the midst of a four-game losing streak. They're mired in last place in the American Hockey League, just like their NHL parent club, the Anaheim Ducks. It's bad times. At least if you tank in the NHL, you get the number one draft pick, likely. No such prize in the American Hockey League. You just got to sit back and wait for the prospects to come in. And you got to wait for some kind of help, any kind of help. I know Rocco Grimaldi's looking for help. This is partially going to be the Rocco Grimaldi Appreciation Minute. So I'm just going to get started by saying Rocco Grimaldi still, I think, and most of the people think that he should have gotten a shot in Anaheim. Maybe he could at least help them a little bit. I mean, he's trying to help San Diego as much as possible, but to no avail. Last Sunday, they went to Henderson and San Diego got their ass kicked. It was bad. <sighs> San Diego, for what it's worth, did score two power play goals. Yeah, Henderson scored power play as well. Oh, and guess what? Um, the goals also allowed a short-handed goal again. That's three short-handed goals in two games. It's going to get worse, folks. It's going to get much worse. Rocco Grimaldi scored the only two goals for San Diego last Sunday at Dollar Loan Center. That was your final score, 5-2. San Diego got outshot 36-34, allowing a lot of shots once again. And Lukas Dostal once again doing his best Superman impression. He was great. But let's talk about Rocco Grimaldi for a little bit. He is starting to be really aggressive on the offensive end. Starting to take as many shots as possible, and he should. He should be taking as many shots as possible. You know, look at Sunday's game. Five shots, two goals looked really good. Now, on the other game, Rocco Grimaldi was only credited with two shots. It looked like there might have been a third there, but, you know, probably was wide according to whoever's taking track of shots. 
but he was also getting some shots blocked against Colorado. More on that in a second. Rocco Grimaldi needs to be that aggressive and needs to be that kind of player if he's going to get the attention of the Anaheim Ducks. And frankly, I am surprised that he has not gotten the attention of the Anaheim Ducks. They need some kind of help, any kind of help on their offensive end. The Ducks only have really two lines working. Well, no, really, check that. Only one line working, and that is it. It's the line of Henrik, Zegras, Terry, that is it. All Three other lines are not working in Anaheim. Rocco Grimaldi can definitely help the Anaheim Ducks right now. You know, put him on the third line. Jumpstart that line. Put him on the fourth line. Jumpstart that line. Rocco Grimaldi could help this Ducks team right now, but they don't see it. Unlike Jacob Perot, where I could understand why he hasn't been called up, I don't know why Rocco Grimaldi has not been called up. He's playing terrific. He has been visible on both sides of the ice, especially the past couple of games. He's been more visible, you know, moving the puck forward, getting it out of the zone. He's been fluid. He's been quite good. As far as, you know, defense, he's been good except for one little thing. And this is going to be the one knock, if I can call it a knock, maybe, not really, is that he was kind of responsible for that shorthanded goal. Yeah. He was a little bit responsible for that one. But that's it. That's really the only the only thing I could think of. But he has been the most consistent player on that goals team and he deserves a shot up in Anaheim. He deserves it. He's doing really well. He's already got nine goals, nine, sorry, goals for the goals. I always do that. It's very easy to just mispronounce those words. But Rocco already has 20 points in 19 games. He's averaging over a point a game. Hmm, who, who does that sound like on the Ducks? Anyway, Grimaldi is that guy right now. He's always been that guy. Last season in Milwaukee, 52 points in 44 games. He was that guy. At least he's gotten some time up in the NHL the last couple of seasons. Why not in Anaheim? Why not? Now that I've talked a little bit about the Rocco Grimaldi, you know, appreciation hour, let's segue the Rocco Grimaldi appreciation hour to the Lukas Dostal appreciation hour because Rocco Grimaldi did get a power play goal last night against the Colorado Eagles. Woo, that that was beautiful. What was not beautiful was that some guys were still... A little bit sick. I mean, Braden Tracy had been sick. Drew Hellison, he was also sick. Luca Profaka, he got sick. So whatever was going around, hey, maybe I got it. Maybe that's what they got as well. But there is some kind of sickness going on, going around right now. So I think that's kind of what happened there. So with all these guys being sick, you wind up with other players getting some time in San Diego. You end up seeing... um Oh, who was it? Evan Winger. He got a little bit of time up. Max Galode from Tulsa. He got a little bit of time up. Jared Hilderman. He got some decent playing time. So he started seeing some different names in San Diego. It got so bad that last night, San Diego had to go 11-7. Yeah, San Diego went 11-7 last night. They went Grimaldi, Gru, O'Regan, Kirkland, Galdandrew, Tracy Kinzaparo, hey, Braden Tracy was back. How's that? And then McLaughlin Nyhoff. 
Then you had seven defensemen. Bruyard, Hellison, Duolevi, Strand. Yeah, Austin Strand. Nielsen, Ozipov, and Profaka. Those were your seven defensemen last night. So, hey, you know what? Good to see Andrew Nielsen on the ice. You know, good seeing him. Just get some minutes. Get some good minutes. That that was nice. Yeah, the 7D didn't help Luke Dostal at all. So, yeah. Grimaldi, nice goal. But, man, Dostal was on one last night. Colorado had 19 shots in the first period, 18 shots in the second period, 15 shots in the third period. I had to go back and watch. Those were legit shots. Um, there were maybe a couple that were close, probably shouldn't have been called. I mean, if it was me tracking it, it probably would have been more like 50 shots. But 52 shots on goal against Dostal. Well, actually 51 because one was an empty net. He stopped 49 of 51 shots. Eagles got a power play goal again. And the goals were on the power play at the very end. Mitchell Van de Sompel got two for elbowing. So the goals pulled Dostal. They had a six on four. With 34 seconds left. They could have tied the game. Could have. They were not fluid on that power play. They waited around for what exactly? I don't know what, but they were just waiting around. And Ryan Wagner wound up with the empty net goal. So another shorthanded goal. Four in three games for San Diego. Four shorthanded goals in three games against San Diego. Their special teams are bad, folks. It, it's really bad. Final score was 3-1 to one with that loss. That puts San Diego in dead last. But Dostal, man, 51 shots against him. He, he's been on a tear. Just the last few games, he has seen... You know, 51 shots, 35 shots, 34 shots. He's trying his best, folks. He really, really is. If John Gibson gets a taser, then he should let Lukash Dostal borrow that taser. Because his defense is not helping him out at all. Yeah. Yep. Like like ducks, like gulls. Alright, we're going to head into the second intermission. And we will talk more about the goals on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to keep this segment really short because I'm way over time, one, and two, I just got done public address announcing, so my voice is a little bit sore right now from calling all the goals for the Empire Strikers. And also, I mean, as you may have seen, Ducks got shellacked. And yeah, it, it's going to be tough to talk about that. So instead, what we're going to do for this Goals Thursday, a late night Thursday, is just look ahead to the upcoming schedule and what we can expect. The Goals have two home games against the Calgary Wranglers. That's the team that used to be the Stockton Heat. They moved to Calgary. 
and are doing fairly well in the standings right now. Right now, the Calgary Wranglers are second in the Pacific, just behind the Eagles and barely ahead of the Ontario Reign. In fact, the whole top of this division is close. Colorado in first place by a couple of games. Then you have Calgary, Ontario, Tucson, all right there. It's going to be really just close throughout. And then you have San Jose down there. Coachella Valley's right there. Abbey's down there. Bakersfield is kind of behind. And then you have the two teams in the bottom. Henderson and San Diego. They are way back. Granted, this is a 72-game season in the American Hockey League. There is still a lot of time to go. But there's a saying. You'd never win a championship in the first month of a season. But... You can certainly lose it in the first month of the season. And especially in hockey, it is always harder to play catch-up. It's much harder to play catch-up than it is to just blow a lead. We've seen teams blow leads all the time. But this is a tall order for San Diego. They've got to beat a really hot team right now. The Calgary Wranglers, they're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They've got some talent on that team. And one thing that I really like about Calgary's game is they know how to keep the puck moving. They're a fast-paced team. So that's something to watch out for. And Calgary has had a tendency a couple times, at least recently, to score in bunches. And there's a couple familiar faces on there. Jake Pelletier is on that Calgary team. Also on there is some guy that goals fans should be familiar with. Brett Sutter, as in the former captain of the Ontario Reign. He's there in Calgary on presumably his last go-round. And the Wranglers have been faring pretty well. Um, On special teams, they've looked pretty good. As far as, you know, skaters on that team. They're led by Matt Phillips. Matt Phillips is leading the league in scoring. He's leading the league with 13 goals and 26 points. He's leading the league in points. And he is tied for the league lead in goals with Anthony Richard of the Laval Rockets. So watch out for Matt Phillips. And especially watch out for Matthew Phillips on the power play. That is where he gets the bulk of his goals. And that's where he really does his dirty work. So if the goals are going to have any success this weekend, they've got to have a strong PK And they've got to find some way to neutralize Matthew Phillips because he has been on one. Again, 26 points in 18 games. Palete, I talked about, he's still strong. 21 points in 18 games. And Connor Zeri, yeah, they they got a pretty good lineup, folks. So those are some of the guys that we got to watch out for in the next couple days. All right, that's going to do it for today's Goals Thursday podcast. Once again, there will be no show tomorrow. My, my voice can barely take four or five minutes right now. So I'm just going to try to end it right now. No show tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the last couple of Ducks games. Not going to be good. And then we'll be back with five our regular five shows next week. Hopefully my voice is 100% better and not having to want to cough right now. All right. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. 
for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great night. Have a great rest of the weekend, folks. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. Thank you.